1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to start reading in verse number 23, where the Bible says, And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness, for our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, and that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ." and members in particular. I wrote down a few statements, and I want to encourage us on this subject matter of knowing your church family. You say, Pastor, that, that seems like a, an odd subject matter. You'll see as we go down through these verses some of the things that God's put on our hearts because we get to a point that, and it's, it's true no matter what size the church is, that on average, and these are from statistics across the nation, that on average a person will be associated with about 10% of the church crowd that they attend with. And so if you get a church of about 30 people, it's a good possibility you're going to be close and intimate with three or four of them, and I mean an outside your family. Most of the time it gets to the point to those that are seated around you that those are the ones that you know their face. Those are the ones that you talk to right before or after service. Those are the ones that, that uh, you may spend a little bit more time, and if you find out you don't like them, then all of a sudden, hey, I'm not tied down to a seat. I'm going to try someplace new in the church. And uh, we think it's just because we're not given tradition to tradition, but usually it's because you don't want to hang around with the people that are sitting there. So now everybody's going to watch this next week, and if someone starts moving seats, they're going to say, okay, which person didn't they want to sit next to? Many have made the statement, it's, it's, it's true that many times their church family may be closer um, to them as some of their own personal family. And we know that to be true, and I've spent a lot of time meditating on that subject matter, and I think the reason being, and uh, I, mean, no, no, I mean no disrespect to the Lord, but Jesus is thicker than blood. And we have that bond because of Christ, and Christ will bind us together more than what just physical blood relationships will do. We have Christ in common. And the question is not today, and, and I understand I take nothing away from Christ. The question today is not, do you know Christ? But the question is, do you know your church family? Now, I'm not talking specifically that I'm going to pull up and say, okay, tell me something you know about Kevin Cresco. None of us would want that to be taken. I don't want you to do that to me because I'm afraid of what some people would say about me. If they stood up and said that it's, it's not the intimate details that I'm asking, do we know? And you'll see this as we come down through, but let me ask you something. When one is sick, do you know that they're sick? I've often thought of it this way, that if you were not here today, 
Are you regular enough for someone to know that you're missing? I heard a testimony as I was preparing for this and studying that a lady in the church, and we have several that do this. I've gotten several text messages throughout today, and, uh, and so you can pray for the Ford family. They're live streaming right now, but this cold and uh, stuff is going through their house. Some of you have had that and gotten over that. And uh, um, the Youngs, um, they were the, the third text today that came through, and uh, just a coughing fit is what she started dealing with on their way to church this morning, is that correct? And, uh, and then also Josiah and Kayla, uh, this little cold is going through their house, and so they're not coming to share it with everybody. And uh, Jim Kelly told me they took the family out, something hit them during the morning service, and uh, Dan Rawls texted me, and I had to take Miss, Miss Rachel uh, down to the urgent care. She woke up with something going on with her eye today. And so that's not the purpose of this message is to draw attention to all of that. Before, Long before I started getting text messages this morning, I knew what I was going to be preaching. But I wonder this, if you were not here, are you regular enough that someone knows that you're not here? And would be checking on you. I heard a testimony this week of a lady. She actually called and talked to, I believe at that point, that uh, this person giving the testimony, uh, he was number seven or number eight on the list of, hey, I'm not going to be in church because of this sickness and, and what's taking place. And she said, the reason I'm doing this is she said, I have such a loving church family that when I'm not there, she said, by Monday morning, she said, I'll have at least 10 different phone calls and conversations of, hey, we missed you in church. Is everything okay? Now, we see down through here that there's several statements that are made. We have uh, members, and this is talking about the members of the body, and it is speaking of some that uh, we have are honorable, some that are uncomely, and I'm going to deal with that word comely here in just a, a few moments, that there's no schism. We have members that suffer. We have some that are honored. There's several characteristics and adjectives that are used down through this passage of Scripture when we're speaking about those that are part of the body of Christ. But let me ask you something. We say, okay, those that are uh, less honorable, we bestow more on. How do you know they're less honorable? You got to know your church family. I wrote this statement down and I, I'm going to read it twice just so that you can make sure to be able to understand it. You need to be a part of the family and not a part from the family. Let me read it again. You need to be a part of the family and not a part from the family. Do you understand that? You understand that statement? Now, there are some we read down through here that the Bible says they have needs. Some are weak. The Bible says that. And some are uncomely. You say, what does that mean? I love the definition of that word if you go back and look it up. The word comely, as you look at it, because the Bible says our comely parts have no need. 
Comely literally means, and some have looked it up and I knew this definition, but I love the definition, handsomely graceful. Zeke just put his nose in the air. (laughs) Handsomely graceful. That's what comely. Now we've got comely members, but the Bible says here that there are some that are uncomely. We're not going to take names. We're not going to write them down. You say, I know who he's talking about. No, you don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I, listen, I have not taken my church membership directly, uh, directory and gone down and put weak, strong, honorable, uh, uncomely, comely. I, I have not done that down through. But I will say this, at some point in our lives, every one of us fit into all of those categories. Now, here's the problem. Do we know each other in our church family good enough here's where i was burdened on it all the way back in the garden of eden when the lord jesus was confronting cain about his sin and he mentioned something and he says it says that his countenance fell and God looked at Cain at that moment and said, Why is thy countenance fallen? You say, What's the countenance? That's your appearance right here. Now, it's also used, go back and do a study on the word countenance throughout the Bible. It's also used in Nehemiah chapter number two as Nehemiah is walking into the king's court. And as he walks in, the king, and here's what burdened my heart, a pagan, unsaved king knew the countenance of Nehemiah and could look at Nehemiah and say, what's wrong? Let me ask you something. Do you know the other members of this body enough that you can look at them and just see their face and say, something's wrong. I need, I need to try to be a blessing and encouragement to them. Or say, hey, something's bothering them. We all know it. Listen, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that some people know when something is wrong more with their pet than they do with their church family. That they see week after week after week. Now, we do need to be a part of a family. I believe this. In fact, the pastor down where uh, Caleb is going to school right now, he says this and says it over and over. Brother Peter's heard it. I'm sure Brother Nick has heard it. I've heard it while being down there. That the local church is the greatest organization on the face of the earth. Now, if the church is the greatest organization on the face of the earth, and Caleb, what does the church need? The greatest workers on the face of the earth. It is the greatest organization on the face of the earth, and and I believe from the scriptures, it deserves the greatest workers. And listen, we have a tremendous church family here at Granite State Baptist Church. But let me ask you something. Do you know each other? You say, well, pastor, we're just to that size. I don't know who sits over here. And I don't, I don't know who, who sits over here. Whose fault is that? Is that pastor's fault? 
I was almost just going to preach the whole message on the Bible says, he that hath friends must show himself friendly. Well, I just come to church and nobody talks to me. Does your mouth work? You know what it's called? Well, that's just not me. Well, the Bible says when you get saved, you become a new creature. So he develops that in us. I, I, I know for a fact some that are sitting here that are most personal people, I guarantee you years ago, they weren't. They were not going to get up, go introduce themselves and say, hey, it's great to have you. Someone was messaging and, and uh, she was in church last week as a result of the video we sent around Concord. And I believe that she'll be back at some point. And I said, she, she was messaging back and forth. And I said, well, I said, my wife and I are going to be looking forward to meeting you when you get here. I said, but I'm sure by the time I get to you, there's already going to be at least five people. I said, that'll shake your hand and say, it's glad to have you here and they'll welcome you to the church. I said, that's just the type of family that we have here at Granite State. Let me ask you something. First of all, are you part of a family and not apart from the family? We have a responsibility. I believe this. I believe that we ought to be sensitive to others that are in suffering. But then may I also say this, not just those that are in suffering, but those that are joyful. You see, the Bible teaches us over in Revelation, and we see this throughout the Scriptures, that we ought to be weeping with those that weep. But guess what? We also ought to be rejoicing with those that rejoice. You ever, you ever had a blessing in your life, and you're so thankful for it, and boy, you're excited, and boy, look what God has done? And you come up against one of those wet blankets. That just, man, you are excited about it and God has provided and you come up against a wet blanket and they're like, well, God's never done that for me. <laughs> weep with those that weep. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Be sensitive. We ought to know each other in our church family, whether someone's to the point of weeping or someone's to the point of rejoicing and be able to come alongside of them and their joy ought to affect our heart and their weeping ought to affect our heart. Weep with those. How many are, are a sympathetic crier? My wife is. I mean, seriously, they could be crying about anything. That's, she doesn't go to many funerals if I just get a phone call and, hey, would you come do a service? Because she's going to stand, we don't know a person there, and she's going to stand there and she's just going to bawl her eyes out because of that funeral and everybody else is crying, a sympathetic crier. Now listen, there's times that's surely needed. Come alongside of someone because, listen, that will touch more hearts. I mean, me, I'm on the other side of it. I'll say, no, i got to control my emotions right now. And you may be crying your eyes out, and I'm saying, hey, let's move on. That's where, now listen, i got to be careful about that because there's some that are genuinely grieving and weeping, and I didn't make sure not to go into automatic mode. Weep with those that weep. We ought to be sensitive to that. But here's the question. Do you know those that are in the same body enough to know whether they're rejoicing or they're weeping? Are we sensitive to that? Oh, no, I just, I just come in and, and uh, I just worship the Lord and I just find my seat and worship the Lord and then I'm, I'm just going to leave. I wonder, you know, nobody talks to me and I'm not very connected. I just don't feel connected there at the church and so I'm going to go find another church. Now, hold on now. 
I'm talking about God doing something. Now, you say, does that mean I'm going to be bosom buddies with everybody at the church? Absolutely not. I used this example a while back, and uh, I won't tell you any situation that's in relationship to. I said, do you understand? I said that my right hand, now this is a very practical illustration. My right hand very rarely touches the bottom of my right foot. Now, y'all are thinking about it. When's the last time your right hand has touched the bottom of your right foot? My right hand will touch the bottom of my left foot, okay? But the right hand touching the bottom of my right foot, very, but they're members of the same body, okay? So that may be the thing. So I go hiking this, this crowd on the, on the second row right here, okay? So I've, I've got some things in common, and some will say, oh, you spend more time with that crowd right there, and you, you go hiking with them. Anytime you want to come, hike a 5,000-footer. Let's go. Okay, that's where, that's where we're going. Now, here's the thing. There may be some, okay, I'm not hiking with them every week, but okay, but I'm, I'm learning some things from them. We, we got different interests. We got different, but listen, still part of the same body. But I will say this. If my right foot starts hurting, it's all hands on deck. We're doing what we can. Both hands are involved. Listen, my mouth is involved. I'm whining. I'm, my eyes are involved. I'm crying. I mean, that little toe. The entire body comes to the rescue for the little toe in the middle of the night that you stub going to the bathroom. Your entire body reacts. When's the last time we know our church family and church body enough that when one is suffering, we know it and the whole family reacts? Be a part of the family and not apart from the family. And then can I encourage us? You say, well, I, I'm supposed to know everything about everybody else. Let me turn this back around. Can I encourage us on this? Be present enough that other people know if something's wrong or something's missing. We'll check that door out there too. Be present enough. Now listen, there's some that they could go for three weeks and they're not in service how many know they're not here? I text someone and I said, hey, I said, I missed you in service. Just wanted to let you know. Now, I know, I know we're getting to that point and we look at downstairs and we say, well, I don't know who's downstairs, who's upstairs. Don't know who's here. Well, get down there as quick as you can. If it's, if it's bothering you and you're, you're praying over that, scroll down through and say, hey, who's missing today? What if your right foot doesn't show up tomorrow morning? Do you know what's missing? How many have tried to start walking and your right foot is asleep? Still part of the body, but it's just not working right. And listen, it's going to affect the whole body. As we look down through the scriptures here, listen. He says all of this. Listen, there's comely parts. There's, there's uncomely parts. There's those that are weeping, those that are suffering, those that members that are honored that we ought to rejoice with. But it says this, for this purpose, verse number 25, that there should be no schism in the body. You know what a schism is? It's, it's just the, the, the smallest of a hairline fracture. You say, well, I've got my little circle that I hang out with. Can I say it again because I said it 10 years ago at this time? I don't like cliques in the church. I'm just saying it. They will destroy a church. They will hurt feelings. They will get yapping over here and yapping at those people over there. 
I don't like cliques in the church. There's no big I's and little U's in the family of God. We ought to know each other and have compassion on each other that when one member is hurting or suffering, the entire family, the entire family, the entire body comes to the rescue. Be sensitive to others that are suffering or enjoy. Let me ask you this. Are you present enough that if you were not here right now, someone would know you're not here? You see, when we get to the point of, well, it doesn't matter if I'm there or not. They don't know. So I'm going to say this. We've got, I believe, some of the greatest deacons. And at any given time throughout the week, I could check with any of them, and they could tell me who wasn't here on Sunday. You know why that is? They keep an eye out. And I'm saying this, and I'm not just standing here trying to heap praise upon a man. But if you're not here for a while, I could ask Don Andrews, and he can almost tell you how many weeks you haven't been here. And he'll, he'll tell me personally, he's like, that couple hasn't been here, and it's been four weeks. You know why that is? It's just keep an eye on our family. You see, they didn't keep an eye on Jesus, and they left him back there in Jerusalem and traveled. <laughs> It's just knowing where your family's at. Let me ask you something. In the depths of your heart, how well do you know your family? I'm talking about your church family. If you weren't here, are you present enough that someone would notice? If someone else isn't here, you say, well, I'd hope they'd notice. Have you noticed someone that's not here? We all want it coming this way. Well, you know, I just get so busy. Well, I'm just doing, you know, you know what I've had to make sure? And I get into a Sunday morning zone. There are things that go undone because I'm in a Sunday morning zone. And I'm getting done Sunday school and I got focus. Hey, can you mention this? Can you announce it? You know how many times Brother Peter whispers something to me? And says, hey, you know why? I don't have it written down, and I'm in my Sunday morning zone. And I'm up here, I'm going down, I'm doing everything I can do as quick as possible to be able to get to the Bible. <laughs> and I want to be able to preach. And I'll miss something, I forget something, I'm in a Sunday morning. You know what I've had to do? Make sure not to pass someone by while I'm in my zone heading towards the pulpit. I had someone walk up, and, and it has, this, was, this was a while ago, don't worry. Someone come up to me and said, hey, is everything okay? I noticed you were shaking hands. You didn't shake mine going by. And I said, not meant to. But here's what it did for me. Made me remember as I'm going by, pause. I'm not in that big of a hurry not to know my church family. And I want to encourage you as you read down through these verses of Scripture. There's some for honor. Some dishonor. Listen, some are struggling, some are suffering, some are comely, handsomely graceful. Some are uncomely. Do you understand? The Bible says those we bestow more honor. That means we pay a little more attention to them. 
because they need it. I've found out this, and I'll, I'll close with this. I've found out this, pastoring for 10 years now. There's some, I, I know, they are, they are perfectly fine. Pastor, I saw you on Sunday. Everything's fine. I'll see you Thursday night, but you don't have to talk to me. And I'll see you on Sunday, and you don't have to talk to me. Perfectly fine. If I need you, call you. There's others. I don't go more than 24 hours. And it's fine. Not a problem. That's what we're here for. Can I remind us of this? And I'm just using my public forum right now to be able to say this. I don't know how many times Miss Crystal and I have been told, well, I don't want to bother you because you're so busy. Can I remind you of this, that you are our busy? We wouldn't have anything to do if it wasn't for our church family. You are our ministry. And I'm praying that God will burden our hearts, each and every one of us, for each other in the church family. Now, the warning of all of this, and don't worry, it'll be coming probably the first of the year. The warning of all of this is you don't run around just being a busybody to find out everybody else's business to be able to go gossip about it. That's the warning, okay? Know your church family. Be a part of a family, not apart from the family. Be sensitive to others' suffering and their joy. Be present enough for people to know if there's something wrong. Can you look at others in our church family, those that you may be closest to or not closest to, and say there's something wrong? Well, I need to be praying for them. No, not my ministry, not my job. No, we're part of the family. We take care of the family. Husbands, can you look at your wife and, and, and tell when something's not right? Here, here's one of my biggest faults is I wear it all right here. And Miss Crystal, I don't know how many conversations in 25 years that she would say, can you just not look that way in front of people? Because it's all over my face. It is. But she knows when there's something wrong. Can I say make a conscious effort and ask God? knit our hearts together that we know our church family we know if they're going through something we know if they're hurting we know if they're struggling with something if they're going through a trial or we know if they're rejoicing for something let's rejoice with them and then ask the Lord listen I want to be that type of member I want, I want to be present enough I want to be present enough that people know if I'm not there you say, well, that's easy for you. No, let's be friendly. Know your church family. Why don't you, why don't you set a personal goal? Now I'm going to get practical and I'm going to close in prayer. Why don't you set a goal? If there's someone you don't know at the church, well, we're just getting too big. We're doing what God wants us to do. Listen, I'm not dragging people off the street to come to Granite State Baptist Church, okay? We'll let the Lord do what He desires to do, and if you're against what God's doing, then... That's between you and the Lord, okay? Why don't you make it a point every week to go introduce yourself and talk to someone new? Well, we got some people here at the church. They're, they're great at that. If there's a new, new person, new couple or something, boy, we, we got some family. They're, 
boy, they're great at it. They're making a beeline for them. They're going to get to know them. That's bringing them back. Why don't you make it a point this next week? Go introduce yourself to somebody. It's your church family. Get to know them. What if you had a brother living in the same house that you never met for 20 years? No, you wouldn't do that, would you? No, I'm not going to do that. Some will go to church. And listen, some have been coming for, for four, five, six, seven years, and you've never met someone on this side of the auditorium. Let's know our church family and allow people to know you. That's the hard part, isn't it? For those that are comely, uncomely, suffering, honorable, weak, so that there's no way for the devil to get in there and any schism whatsoever. You know what that's going to do? That's going to be when, when if, if I know David Chamberlain good enough, and I believe I do, when someone comes to me and says, you know, he really doesn't like you. You already know that. <laughs> I'm going to be able to say, no, that's not true. I know him good enough. Or I'm going to take that person and I'm going to walk right to him and say, hey, you know what he's saying right here? Now, is that true? Of course it's not. And then we're going to shut this guy down. Not any place for a schism, any sliver, any fracture, anything to be able to get in. You know why? Because I know you. I know you. Okay? Okay.